she says much better. So I'm gonna go ahead and move on. Sorry again, guys. I really do apologize. I'm gonna have to fix this for my podcast because I'm not taking any of this audio with me when we go to the podcast. So, all right. So, Cher, um, again, I would like to thank you on this. Um, and uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and go jump right into it. Let's just talk about it. we already wasted too much time already. So, uh, how can you remember something you were told as a child that wasn't necessarily true about your sex? And I mean. As far as you being a woman or a lady, and what a lady's supposed to be like, um, I mean, in, in that way. Um, it was things like girls don't do this, or that. You know, they out there playing with the boys, or um, I was a little bit of a tomboy as a a young girl. So um, those were things that I heard, or you have to be strong, or you don't need a man. Uh, those kind of things were said <laughs> um, a lot as a young person. <laughs> and, and, and other things that you mentioned already. Yeah. There, and that's um, some of the things, and I, I totally, how did that make you feel at, in those moments? Did you, did you take it for what it was, or did you fully understand what they were talking about when they said it? Um, I believe that as a young girl at that time, I really was just um, soaking in my environment. So whatever was told to me, I believed was true. And I just went with that. Although my heart was like, I want to be out there playing football with the boys. So I want to, you know, and it wasn't about uh, being soft and feminine like they wanted. They said girls should be, but it was about having fun because I was a, a kid. Yeah. And I think they probably um, they may have probably said that in a wrong way and they didn't communicate that correctly. Because, I mean, being soft, we still say that like now. Right. As, as women, we, we tell little girls to to, um, to be softer and act, you know, um, appropriately, especially when they got dresses on and all this other type of stuff. But, you know, it was the way it was communicated, um, how you should be as a woman or how you should be as a man, you know, as a boy, when I was younger, the same type of things were going on. So, uh, well, mine was a little bit different, you know, it, it and it gave me a, I didn't, I didn't know how to react to it because I was a little bit guarded and a little bit shy when I was younger. So for me being told that it was weird because I was like, you know, I don't even know what that means when you say it, like be a man. Right. Be, you know what I'm saying? Be, be a man or stop crying boy uh, and all this type of stuff. I'm like, but why? Why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the big deal about it? Because I mean, this is why I got tears, right? I mean, they didn't, and, I didn't understand. And it's it's so dangerous to tell boys that because you not letting them be able to be who they are and free the, and be free to be that person, they grow up to be someone who's contained and they're not expressing their feelings and they're the boy that shoots up the school because he doesn't properly know how to navigate his emotions or yeah. something like that. So you really cannot tell people not to feel what they feel. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And in those moments, we need to be a little bit more also be more conscious and uh, address them or at least acknowledge them. Definitely. I mean, let them cry. Get it out. Are you done? Now let's get back to learning why this is not supposed to happen or what you know, we can replace this with. Well, how can we reframe this this moment so that you can actually grow from what just happened? Because mm -hmm. you're allowed to be hurt. 
And that's a hundred percent true, man. I'm telling you. I mean, that's but it's it's in those moments where I'm looking at now and um how how guarded we are with our emotions and the way we um the way we actually interact with people. It is um it, it tells a lot about our the nurturing part of it, like you know, how we were nurtured growing up. Definitely. And and our parents, this is generational. So whatever happened with our parents, we may have said, well, they could have parented me better than this. This was, but that's all they knew. So we, we were told to be man and woman and women are like this and men are like this. And there's no outside that. If mm. they're doing something outside that, they reeled you back into the stigma of this is what a man does. And that necessarily wasn't that great because now we're dealing with a bunch of broken men and women are trying to learn how to love a broken man and men are trying to learn how to, you know, love broken women. And this is because mm. you're raised by this. You can't be anything but what this person said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fun. And I, um, I, I hear what you I understand. Well, what I'm saying is what, what I hear you saying is, is the generational part. I'm um, going back to that. Um, do you think? Do you think? Because I look at look at the generations before me, and I'm saying, um, you know, I understand they wanted to change a couple of things that happened in their lives as far as the way they were parented, right? The way their parents treated them, so they they handed down different, you know, different ideologies and, and different concepts about what men and women and stuff like that. Um, and I see such a huge in, in our generation, you and I, I see such a huge gap. Uh, what we actually handed down from what we were told, you know, we were pretty much like, I want to erase this and start over and teach them a different way. And although we do have some of the things that we were handed down to us that actually come in handy, they do come in handy, we had to reprogram. And how yeah. tough is that? To could never have done it before to have to do it on your own. Um, I think for me personally, um, the things that I watched and from the moment I knew I was pregnant with the first child, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to tell him this. And I'm not going to say that because it hurt me because I, in the middle of trying to raise my first child was also healing from being raised a certain way. So yeah. like, I just, you, yeah, I always, I tell him he's my practice baby <laughs> because I learned how to be a mom and a woman at the same time. Yeah. So like, I just kind of sorted out what I saw things that I really didn't think I wanted my children to learn the stronghold things that were passed around and seen in our family. I didn't want them to be a part of that. So I just definitely want to make sure that it stopped with me and that I was going to parent them and let them be free to be who they are and still teach them how to navigate in the world when they become adults. Mm. That's that's huge, man. And I'm going to ask this question to you. Um, next, why do you believe we continue to hand down these ideologies, ideologies? Like, why do you believe from from their from their parents saying, why do you think they held so dear to that and, and thought it was and took it as scripture pretty much? Um, I think they held on to it because it's easy to do what you already know. Um, so they, it's something they were familiar with us as humans. We love comfort. So if your parents taught you how to do something 
And even if you didn't think it was right, it's just easy to teach your children that too, because, hey, that's what I learned. That's how, you know, things should be. Even if they didn't have a happy childhood and they didn't like the way things were, it's just more comfortable to just do as they're told, I guess, just passing down the same things. Yeah. I also don't think that they had the same resources we have now. I don't think mental health was um, that such an important thing as it is now, um, because we've actually learned that some of the things we were taught, you know, does directly affect us as we get older. And in this generation, it completely changed the way we um, we navigate uh, adulthood. So well, you also have to remember that, um, especially in the black community, going to counselors, and mental health professionals and stuff really wasn't a thing. Mm. You know, because the men didn't want to seem weak and the women didn't, you know, want to do that help because then some secrets may come out. The, <laughs> the generations back then, they held on to a lot of secrets. Yeah. Which which brings us to the topic of <laughs> child childhood trauma. This is exactly where it was the last piece that we spoke about were those some of those secrets that, yeah. um, you know, that we held on to as far as, uh, you know, abuse in that way. So and abuse comes in many different forms. And like I remember talking to you about this. I was like this. We just we're just scratching the surface when it comes to childhood trauma. You know, we did the sexual abuse. Now we're talking about, you know, the way we speak to our children. And there's so many other things. But trauma is real. You know what I'm saying? And right now. You know, again, talking about the conversation we just recently had, I learned so much about myself, you know, and where some of the things that were holding me back, where it stemmed from directly, you know, and that's just because I'm able to now, I'm okay with myself and able to unlock that and say now that I can identify what that is and why I am that way in certain situations. Right. And you know, we also can be more compassionate with our parents because um, they didn't know any better. Yeah. No, they they thought they were doing the best that they could. And actually, they were doing the best that they could with what they knew. Um, we're just things are opening up now for us and we're having opportunities and people are out there to teach you what's actually happened in your life and and how you can go forward and, and heal from those things. So mm. it's it's a we're at an amazing time and it's a blessing for us to even be able to express and get free because that's what's important like yeah. all the things that are bounding us right now are messing with all of survival our health our our wealth um everything just being able to survive period so yeah <laughs> first of all let me tell you let me tell you something that that's my older sister she's so beautiful isn't she i was supposed to all of this is supposed to have been on camera before i was supposed to say all this she's so pretty but anyway this is my favorite person and this is why i have having these conversations with you and which is why i keep referring back to conversations we have it's because i gained so much knowledge from you and which is why you know i'm i'm so adamant about sharing this as well with bow ties and button ups. So all these are super gems. And I, and I hope people actually really realize and sit back when they look at themselves and say, you know what, I'm not perfect. And then I, I, in my imperfectness, I know where I can try to get better um, at, in this specific um, part of my, myself. And which is what I've been doing. I've been dissecting all of this for a couple of years now, just saying to myself that it's time for me to do this. So um, how important is it 
to be aware of your children's needs. And I'm talking about emotionally specifically. Okay. Um, first of all, needs are a part of our survival. Um, if we need it, that means that we can't live without it. So it's very important. If we don't try to tend to those needs of our children, then someone is going to have to end up trying to love broken people. Mm. So needs remember our survival. Wants we can be without, but we need love and we need people to care and we need to feel supported. And we can't do that if you're always telling us that we can't be exactly who we are and you still support me and you still love me. So when, example, when I discipline my children, like when we do that with them, it's like, okay, you're free to say whatever you're getting ready to say. Go ahead. If a curse word got to come out for you to feel better, like say it and feel it, that you still live in a house where things have to be done. So those things are going to get done, but I appreciate that you're sharing your feelings about it. Yeah. Okay. So you don't get to hold it in and go cuss to your friends on the phone and tell, you know, other people how you're feeling about the situation. You get it out now or even hold it in, which is worse because the aggression when it finally comes out is going to be what we don't know. We're seeing people do this every day now, shooting up everything, fighting people, dragging folks for no reason, but it's because they don't know how to express their emotions and get those things out. So when they finally do, you know, it's a teapot, you know, mm. you've already blown the cover now. Wow. And you want your children to be in that place. You want them to be able to say whatever they're going to say. They're still going to do what you said for them to do, but at least they get to get it out and they get to feel human and they get to feel supported. And now you do what you're supposed to do. Wow. Man, hit him on the head. It also builds, I think, a level of trust, right? I mean, they, they, they trust they trust you. They trust your, 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 um, your judgment. They trust what you're saying is actually gold. And you're allowing them to be who they are in those moments. But then you're also, you know, bringing them back and saying, you know, let me help you with this or in whatever way, form or fashion, how you say it. Um, I think parenting, that's part of parenting is to be able to listen to what they're saying, not completely dismiss it. Um, and just say, and just be like, you know, you'll be fine later. Just go, go sit in that, go sit in your room and think about it. Or, you know, maybe you just need a timeout, go and play, blah, blah, blah. How about we address it? Like acknowledge the fact that there's something wrong and that they're, they're hurt, their feelings are hurt, whatever it is. And then we can move on from there in a healthy way. Yeah. And, and if you have to spank, which, hey, happens. Yeah. And if you have to give them timeouts and everything, don't give them a timeout or a spanking and not address anything. Um, something that, remember, I talked to you about sandwiching things. Yes. Saying, okay, this is the, the, the action that should have happened. This is what you did. And however you're going to discipline them, do it. Spanking, timeouts whatever, hang them from the ceiling or whatever you want to do. But when you come back, let them know this is the behavior that is unacceptable. This is what you could have done and we would have been fine. And um, what do you have to say about this? Allow them some, I, my youngest one, 
chooses his punishments sometimes because he knows already because he's been punished enough that this is what's going to hurt him and make him come back and say, hey, you know, I think I'm going to make a different decision <laughs> because I hate not being with this thing, you know, them video games and them phones. Yeah. You know, so he's to the point where he'll just hand over his phone. He knows that's it. You know, what you going to give me for what you didn't do for us, you know? Yeah. Yep. And uh, I mean, I, that's, uh, I mean, I had to do something similar to that. Um, majority of the time I had to do most of my, my, my stuff from far away, but I was blessed to be able to do that. Like her mom allowed me to, you know, discipline her from hundreds of miles away. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I, I, um, I'm very proud of the way she came out because of the way we kept the contact with her. As far as talking, like I'm a talker, she knows it. I will talk my daughter. Everything is a lesson. Number one, everything that we do has some type of formal lesson in it. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that I do with her, I take her somewhere. It's for a specific reason. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when we went to the museum, it was for culture. When we went to, you know, uh, Six Flags, when I went up there, it was to bond. It was, it had, everything had its purpose and I let her know what it was for. So this way she understands the relationship that I'm trying to have with her as a parent. Right. Because we are their parents. Although sometimes I call my boys my homeboys or they my <laughs> friends, but they know that I take that hat off when I'm a parent and, you know, we have our fun, but all in all, my job is to lead you to be a great human. Yeah. And and it's all around. It's not just grow up and go to college or go to work. Like, I want you to be productive. You have mm -hmm. needs. And whatever needs you have, you serve the world with those. So don't waste time. Yeah. You know, every moment is a teachable moment. Like, all of them. Mm -hmm. Well, I know um, most people will probably, you know, say to themselves that they turned out just fine, even though they went through whatever they were given from their parents and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like we say that, but we're still handing down certain practices that our parents did, and we're still continuing that cycle. Why, why do you think that we are, we're okay with just saying that and then just saying, you know, what, what compels us to continue the cycle? Like, because we still never, like, be honest, we're still continuing the cycle. Even though we say, I turned out just fine the way my parents disciplined me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got beaten. I'm just fine. Are you, though? When you think about like, all the relationships that you had, and were you completely entirely okay in those relationships? Like, really? Either you picked the wrong one and you stayed in it, or... You were the wrong one. They did all the wrong. So, right. I mean, there's not many relationships that I've seen that start off when you're in high school and continue. And it happens. It does happen. I'm just saying those are very rare. And even when you still look at those, you still look at the relationships you have with your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, how were you? you know I'm saying you have to still look at yourself in all of this. So uh, that's my point going on to that. Like, mm -hmm. If we still continue and we still, as far as that saying, I, I feel like we shouldn't even say it no more. Stop saying you're okay because in most times you're not. And you're just saying that because you just, you feel as though you've gotten whatever you've gotten and, and you're going to deal with it with, like life has, this is what the life that was given to you. you so you're just going to just go ahead and go through it the same way, like whatever. Right. Which is first of all, scary. Um, and I just want to tell anyone who is listening to this forever and ever, like, it is okay to not be okay. 
And you need to tell somebody because you can't handle it by yourself. We're wired to need each other. So you need to be able to tell somebody things. You can't handle it by yourself. It's not going to work. I've tried it myself a billion times. It doesn't work. You can't. <laughs> not an island that was a lie that little no man is an island is so true you can't do it but um we do what we we are familiar with john like many but not all adults kind of just ape whatever their parents did because it's already a blueprint that's laid out so they don't have to work on anything they don't have to get to know their child and what their child needs they don't have to get to know their coworker, they just do whatever to just exist. And um, you can't be happy in that world. Like you can't just tell people that you're fine and what your parents did was fine if you're hurting on the inside. And if you're hurting people, you have to think about that. Maybe something isn't just fine. The, the best narcissists probably are the ones that say that and feel like they mean it. But if you really look at how you're parented, and how you're parenting, you may find things that are from your childhood, like you're making your child feel the way you felt when they scraped your knee on, you know, when they fell off a bike. Like, why get angry with them for doing it or call them a name for doing it? They're learning. And in the process of learning, we all fall. In the process of trying to be successful, we all fail. And it's necessary. So we can't beat them up for it and we know we were beat up for it and you don't want to keep the cycle going because they're going to do that to your grandkids and you're going to want to fight them so like <laughs> i know it would be me yeah. <laughs> um it's it, i guess it's just we developed so many co coping mechanisms when we grew up mm -hmm. and we did that and we think because we're just fine because of our coping mechanisms, actually they worked. But it doesn't mean that you're okay when you're doing that to your child and you see that you're breaking them. We wow. wanna break our children to the point where we can grow them and nurture them and, and make them into great humans, but you don't wanna break their spirit. Breaking their spirit makes them a hurt person. They grow up to be a hurt woman or man, and they're going to hurt people because it's all they know. Wow. Man, are y'all hearing this, girl? Let me tell you, man. This is where I get it from. <laughs> no, <I'm playing. laughs> She's a healer. She's a healer. She's yeah. healing. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and I mean that, that's and that's something that you know um, I'm I'm proud of you for because you know growing up I always knew you were a nurturer. You kind of nurtured me along from from my teenage up to my teenage years, pretty much, right? Up until you left to go to to Hawaii, you left me. But you know, what I'm saying? but you know, uh, I got I got what I needed as far as like you know being able to be a little bit more sensitive to um, certain things and to be a little bit more aware. So on the flip side of this, um, some people would say we're raising weak individuals because we're too accommodating to our children emotionally. Uh, is it possible to have a balance? And that's being rhetorical, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely possible. I believe that we sometimes do give too much to our children 
And that goes back to thinking about your childhood when you didn't have as much as you give them. You want them to have more. At the same time of them having more, you're giving them the tangible, not the intangible things that you didn't get as a child. So you're neglecting the intangible things they can get by throwing for things they can touch on top of it. They're getting gifted for the misuse or abuse that you experience. So I mm. think it can happen. We can go too far with giving them just everything. Yeah. I guess I was a, a fault for, for that in some ways. And, you know, when you do that, they create this in, this entitlement um, in well, their lives. Well, they, these gen, this generation here is already born with that. Mm. And then we just throw some more on top of that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we do, I, I try to have a healthy balance. And um, one of the things that I've done recently, well, not recently, but a couple of years ago, I think it was the year my daughter graduated, was ask her, how did I do as a father? That was probably the scariest question ever like for me it was a scariest moment because uh, i was i was hot my heart was beating out of my chest um and i was saying to myself because i know i know i wasn't the greatest i tried i did what i could um i tried to i was there for her emotionally i was available at all times for her emotionally but i'm pretty sure that there were times when she felt as though that you know i was a father so she couldn't come to me or whatever it was but you know in that in that moment in that one moment that was the scariest moment of my life because I was like, I'm so afraid of her answer to that question. You know what I'm saying? And I always tell people, I'm like, have you ever thought about asking your child, how are you doing as a parent? Like, you know what I'm saying? How you did as a parent? Whatever. Because if they're growing, you can say, you know, how, was I, how did I do as a parent? Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it could be, you could be opening up a can, a, word, a whole, it could just drop the whole bomb. Like, you know what? <laughs> and then your feelings are hurt. So... But you know, she she um she in that she didn't say anything too disrespectful or anything. She just said she's like I was a good father. She's like you did good. She was like, but you know, I would have wished have you allowed me to do the things that you trusted me to do. And that I was like, wow. You know, she was like, you know, you guys tell me a million times about this, and she was like, you know, if you give you gave me this, allow me to do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, allow me. Oops, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. First of all, I think it's important to do checkups with everybody, your spouse, your your sister and brother, your, because we get so into our lives that we don't realize those people that are a part of our life are affected by how we live. So we have to do those checkups, not just with our children, with this, you know, that's something that I do with my boys. Yeah. We to go on dates before COVID <laughs> and just asking them, is there anything that they need from me? Um, where am I falling short? Because I don't want to. Um, my, my lot in life is to just make sure that I'm like this super mom to them in their eyes, even though I'm like the craziest fallible mom there could be, but I'm failing my way through and they're turning out to be pretty great kids. So, well, children. But um, definitely we need to do that with everybody because you're living your life and it's affecting everyone that's close to you. So checkups on your friendships, checkups with your parents and your loved ones, all of them, your friends, coworkers, you know, because we just go about our daily lives living and we need to 
first of all, teach people how to treat us, but we also need to learn what we're giving out to them. Mm. You wow. know, Lucretia, Lucretia, I'm so, first of all, um, thank you so much for, for coming on the show and watching. Um, but she is really digging this and I'm so glad for your engagement. And she's absolutely, she's very right about that. Um, and what I would say is, is that I, I think what's happening is, is in those moments though, while we don't do it is because we're so afraid of the, the feedback or what are we going to get in return? Right. You know what I'm saying? We're always reflecting in our heads. Like, you know, if I'm too, if I'm give if I'm giving too much positive energy or whatever it is, you know, I don't know the other person's, you know, what is, what is, what do they, what do they want to do? You know what I'm saying, what do they want with this information? Cause they could probably use this against me. Like I'm too nice. So that now they're going to take advantage of me. So all these type of things. So I think we, as parents, as adults, we've done so much, you know, uh, to ourselves as far as, you know, allowing people to come into our lives. And then that distrust that we got back, right. The people mm -hmm. um, that are taking advantage of us, we've now become these people that don't put a lot of trust in, in others, which is a hundred percent me, a hundred percent me. Like I, I am, um, I have this, this really, I, I, um, I put the brakes on when it comes to trusting people off the bat because I don't know what your motives are. You know what I'm saying? I look at people and I say, you know, uh, I'm not going to give too much of me to you because I don't know what you want from me, which is not hundred percent a good thing. But again, this, these are things that happened to me as a child, you know what I'm saying, where I trusted people and I didn't necessarily get what I, the energy I gave back. So I have a hard time trusting people and allowing them to come into my life and be a part of my life 100%. So I only give a very small portion of that. You know how I feel about that. I have to say, and I'm probably going to be the only one that ever believes this, but... I don't like when people say I'm going to return the energy that you give me. That means that that person can control your energy. Mm. Always going to be me, regardless of how you do. Now, there's something called boundaries that I can put up in our relationship, but I'm not going to let you change me. Mm. Like that is what you're doing. If it's an exchange of a balance of energy, that means that I'm going to be the wretch that you are, or I'm going to be the rude person that you are, or I'm not going to call because you don't call. Like all of that accountability, all that stuff just messes with your spirit. Why yeah. allow somebody to control you? Um, yeah, I'll put up the boundaries and not call you as much, but every once in a while, maybe once a month, I'm going to call just to speak for five minutes and then I'm gone, but I'm being myself and you're not controlling that. So mm. Given the energy that somebody gives you sucks. You know, it feels bad. It doesn't make you feel any better. So continue to be yourself. And whatever energy they're given, they're the ones that are building the walls, the boundaries that you're putting up with them. So that's their fault if they don't get what they need from you because they actually built the wall. Right. I mean, and, and, and also, you know, like you said, it does affect your spirit entirely. It changes who you are in that moment. So, so you're talking about you're gonna exchange, you're gonna give them that same energy. But what you're, you're, what you're doing is, is like you said, you're coming out of who you are as a person. So, and which is why I no longer, I, I don't really do that anymore. I remember at one point in my life I would do that. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would do that completely. But now I'm so passive. I'm like, 
yo, look, I don't have time for it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have time for negative energy. I'll say that. I will definitely exchange your positive energy and your love. I will, you, this, it will be 100% reciprocated. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love, I love fully. But the negative energy, nah, I'm good. I'll go ahead and I'll take myself out of it completely um, because I'm, I don't want to be that person that I was before. That that angry, always being angry. Like, why are people always angry? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can see, you can look at them and be like, and they be like, I'm not angry. I'm like, something <laughs> is wrong. You don't have a bright face. Uh, were you born like that? Were you born with a uh, mad face? Probably they've not. Been, they've been walking around with that face so long. That's just so, their face. Yeah, they're like, you know, I am completely happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I am happy. No, you're not. You're not happy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, and I, but it's um, I just I'm just that person, you know, what I'm saying that to go ahead and exchange energy in that way. But um, do you, as far as being weak, another thing is what I have a problem with this as far as like raising a weak individual. You know, what I'm saying raising people feel as though you know we have a weak society because of um, you know, we don't we don't hit our kids to discipline them the way that we used to back in the day, and or and or just I, I feel as though. There's some truth to this, but again, it's all intact. It's the way you actually deliver your discipline, the way you're disciplining. There's a hundred percent way to do this. I don't believe that I should be abused. Don't, don't, don't beat me till I'm red and I'm bleeding. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's something that's abuse. That goes into the other part of physical abuse, childhood trauma. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, I, but I do feel as though the way we're doing it, we just need to reframe the way we discipline or the way we communicate. So this way we, we're not raising the whole weak thing to me. Let's completely remove that. We're not weak individuals. We're not raising a weak society. What we're raising is an uninformed society. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a society that hasn't been emotionally taught, you know what I'm saying, effectively is what we're doing. Right. So, we're, but, just winging it. we're just swinging it at this right. point. You're adding what they did back in the slavery days to what they did in the 50s to what right. they did in the 90s. To what, you're just putting a little bit of this. It's just one big discipline salad, you right. know? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we need to, like, we are raising a very intelligent group of children now. These yeah. kids, technology savvy, if they can run the world like that, we need to teach them to be more headstrong. Right. You know? And they can't fight their way through life because that hasn't worked yet with all <laughs> of them. You know what I'm saying? Nobody yeah. has fought and made it all the way to anywhere. But, but we expect them to for some reason. For some reason, we expect yeah. them. And people still do this as far as, you know, when they turn 18. When you're 18, you get out of my house. You know what I'm saying? It's time for you to learn life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I do not agree with that at all. And I know some people do, and that's perfectly fine. But I do not believe that they we we have not given them the um the 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 responsibility that we've learned to do as an adult. You know what I'm saying? So we can't we can't automatically expect them to know this as soon as they go out on their own. And even if they decide to do that on their own, we still need to let them know. Like you know, say still educate them and help them along the way. So this way, they're not they're not pushed into parenting or life in a way that is um, just it's just not healthy. You know what I'm saying? Because now what we're doing is is they're gonna feel abandoned. They're gonna feel like okay, well, you know, I did this on my own, on my own accord. 
So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my, my parents, they, they're they going to feel now, as when they get older, they're going to say, my parents allow me to do this. There's going to be so many excuses that they make if they don't make it. You know what I'm saying? So right. I am all for telling your child, giving your child 100% access to you and your resources as long as you can. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that's just me. Not until they're old. and I, Don't be on my couch when 30-something years old. But what I'm saying is, is you still want to give them, uh, let them see what you do. Because it, early on in teenage years, they don't care what you do. They don't, they don't, they don't see the bills and stuff that you pay. They don't see all this stuff that you do. And to those parents, first of all, to those parents that actually do that, hey, listen, I love it. I love y'all going out, taking them to the bank, and uh, letting them open up their own little businesses and helping them. That to me, I every time I see, it, I'm like, oh my god, like I, you are the super parent for me. I'm like, keep showing your kids what you have to deal with all the time because what is good what's doing is it's going to stick in their head those same little teachings are huge for parenting along the way or it just even if they never become parents it just helps them become a um, better a, not a better but just a yes a better citizen <laughs> in this damn society that we live in absolutely become a better person treat people better and know better yeah. Well, you know, I'm a homeschool mom. So I full-time homeschool our 14-year-old, but the other two homeschool through the summers to get ready for the next grade because with the military, if you had to move, I just never wanted them to be behind. Yeah. So they, the dollar store, I will plug them, has a cash money machine that also has a checkbook. And we used to use that and they used to have to write, learn how to write checks because their dad was deployed. So if they ever had to write a check because I was incapacitated for some reason, like they could help out in the house. So they learned how to do all that stuff. They learned money in and money out. And Jalen took financial peace for kids. Jamari has taken financial peace for children as well. Like, they learn how to do real life laundry and chores and um, how what money is. Money is a privilege, just like driving is. And we don't teach our kids that either. We just teach them they're supposed to drive at 16 or 18. Not that it's a privilege to be on the road because they could kill somebody, you know, and they need to learn how to budget money because people piss money away, excuse my French, all the time. And they don't create generational wealth, which is what is trying to happen here so that my kids don't have to struggle not having any financial education. Like we don't teach them that. We just teach them go to work, cash a check and buy stuff. Yeah. It's, it's just, we don't want to do the details. We, and, um, you know, that's where the actual knowledge and the gold is, is in the details. We, yeah. we, uh, it's just, it's important for us to not be so, you know, um, short worded when we're actually saying things, because when we're doing that, we're not giving them any perspective. All we're doing is just giving them a, a direct order is what it's more like. It's more like an order, not in uh, a moment to educate. So, you know, and I, I see that, a lot. Do, I mean, it, it, I can't. You can't fault anybody for it because, again, like you said before, this is what we were given. So, you know, we don't know this, but you know, as a parent, we need to sit back and say, okay, where's my place in this? Eventually, like you know, what I'm saying, like everything that I do is going to have a direct effect on my child. So, mm -hmm. I mean, especially if you have them all the time 
and they see what you're doing. If you give you if you give access to them of yourself, you're giving yourself access to them. I mean, they're gonna see what you're doing. So why not give them the best parts? Um, and also the in, and not just the best parts, but also the other parts that they see. That way, you know, they know you're human, because you know, I, oh yeah, I, you know, I I I got I, I'm one of those type of people where I was just dumbfounded at who my parents really were and the things they went through <laughs> later on in life. Right? You know what I'm saying? I was like, huh? Because when I was younger, moms and dad, like I told you before when we were talking, I was like, they were heroes to me. Like, they they have. Like, you know, there's nothing that can penetrate them. They take everything in and they deal with it in such a way like they got to be superheroes. <laughs> like, you know, right. but, you know, as a parent now, I'm looking at it, I'm like, no, I'm not. A, I, I wish I was a superhero. Yes. But, you know, certain things affected me in that way. And you're seeing them now and you, you're seeing them for who they are now. You're like, wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're, see, but they're, they're my superheroes, but they're flawed. They have right. flaws. You know what I'm saying? And. You know, there's certain things that I, I wish was given to me when I was younger that I didn't get, you know what I'm saying, at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I wish I, I got that. But, you know, this generation, like we talked before, I say this generation is so different. Like, this, these people now, these parents are so so in tune with their children. It's amazing. They're giving them access to themselves in that way, and I love it. Yeah. that There's so much freedom in that. Like, Allowing them to participate in their childhood and allowing them participate in their rearing, even the yeah. discipline parts of it, like they know what's going to hurt them, what you can take away to make them not feel good so that they can make better choices. So let them participate in that. Just like they do when they want to buy something, you let them pick it out, let yeah. them pick their discipline too. Like, what do you think I should do for this? How long? <laughs> think this should be like seriously jamar jamari you know i'd be like how long you th think it's good when can your behavior be corrected like you put them in charge of that because guess what as adults how many adults don't even know how to discipline themselves yeah don't, wow you know what i'm saying they don't know how to self-correct they they just wow. feel they gotta be right they're not gonna apologize there's too many people out here that can't like govern themselves. And that's because they never had a chance to until they were thrown out into the, the world of adulthood without wow. the tools to function. Wow. See, again, see, I'm learning things. I didn't, I didn't look at life like that. You know what I'm saying? When we talk about disciplining myself and I'm like, I, I, and that's, that's probably why, you know, we have things like anxiety and depression, those other things like that, because we don't self-reflect in, in those moments and try to correct it in that moment. It just sits there and festers. Right. So, well, we know how to go on roller coasters. Look at yo-yo diets. Like, I've been fat and skinny. I don't know how many times. This is it. Me too. You me know, too. that's part of it. Like, we are, we know what we're supposed to do. You know what to do. It's yeah. just can I govern my we have the gift of learning how to control themselves. Why not? Yeah. Well, did your did your upbringing do you think your upbringing had an effect on who you wanted to be as a parent? Definitely. <laughs> it did. Um like I said, uh there were a lot of things that I guess the functional things I took with me, like um, knowing how to 
handle money and bills. Our, our mother was very structured with handling world stuff, like taking care of your business, you know, and, and communication, like that it wasn't very much for me. So I communicate to death with my children. So like everything yeah. that felt like I needed and didn't get, they get it. And right. I'm intentional with it because I don't want them to grow up and say, you know, I wish I had this. Like they're getting the tools that they need because I'm I'm healing and I'm growing. So I'm gonna give them the healing and growing mom. So they're gonna be better people. And they're gonna pass better things down to their children and the generations will be better. My grandkids will have some sense, you know? Yeah. So I just my grandkids. <laughs> Speaking of which, you're about to be a grandma. Grand Ziva. Grand Ziva. Don't call me grandma. Hey, you already know uh, your grandma. Grand Ziva. So, but but congratulations on that. And I'm so proud of that. But yeah, uh, I, I think I think we, we all can honestly say that we um who we are was a direct effect on how we how we were brought up, how we brought up pretty much our bring in. And um, you know, some of us never change it and some of us do um but i think it's important if we're talking about kids being um you know our children being some some people you know just have have more compassion and or just be more you know have have more leaders out there uh i think we have to we have to instill a lot more information in that we have to give them a whole lot more information um and not withhold much because if we start withholding and doing all this type of stuff and letting them learn on their own we don't know what to expect i mean as long as we give them the information they do what it whatever they want to when they get older. We can't, we have no control over that. But I am a hundred percent um all for not withholding anything, any type of information. Like my daughter <laughs> know my daughter probably knows more about me than she should. But you know, it was important, it's it was important for me to let her know, you know, who I was back then. You know what I'm saying? And um I you know, I don't know who my mom was back then. Not I didn't learn till till last year. And, and my dad, you know, same thing. Like, you know, that's just due to conversations. I'm able to be able to communicate better because I'm an adult. But, right. you know, I, I just feel like, you know, my daughter need to know that. So that way she sees me as somebody that is human. You know what I'm saying? I am human. And I was yeah. emotionally detached at times or just, um, just emotionally way too emotional. You know what I'm saying? Certain things. So this is my place in, 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 all, in your life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, between what happened with your mom up until now, you know, this, this is my place. This is who I am. And I'm not upset about it. You know what I'm saying? I have, I, I love who I am. I love all the, all the things, all my failures. It helped me become who I am today. So just know that it's okay if you fall because I'm going to be there, but there needs to be some structure in your life. Yeah. Well, First of all, our children learning our humanity is so big. Like for them to know that you tried weed before and it really wasn't your thing or you drank and now you decide not to and everything. They get to see that you were a human. You made decisions. Some of them were great and some of them were not. And you still survived. Like you're still happy and pursuing a happy life. Like they have to know that they're allowed to make mistakes or you're going to get nothing from them. You're going to get secrets. They're going to yes. have a secret. And 
I want to completely always be honest with my boys and they don't like it and they don't want to hear it and all that other stuff sometimes. But um, I think that I've created a safe space for them that they come to me with things that I'm like, la, 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 don't tell me about your private parts or whatever like that. But I've created this environment where they feel like they can just say whatever they need to say. And when you create a safe space for your children where they don't feel shamed and their spirit isn't broken, they can live free. Like they have a place to go mm. where they're not feeling lonely or dealing with depression or um, things like that because they know they can come to their parent who is fallible. Because if your kids feel like you've never failed at anything, they're never going to share a thing with you. Mm. Because why would I take my imperfections to a perfect person? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to shame me. You're going to make me feel bad about my decision. And you're not safe. You're not a safe person then. And that's not what you want with your children. Woo. Wow. That whole, that whole part of it is going to be, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make that one of the quotes on your thing on my website. <laughs> Somewhere in there is your quote. And I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> well, well, we kind of already talked. I know how my last question was is uh, what are some tools and resources you use throughout the years of parenting? But we kind of already touched on some of the tools that you've already that you've used um, during that. But you know, um, I would I would like to you know take this time out to say I appreciate you as a parent um, because you know number one you kind of had to act as a second parent for me. Um, you know, all those years when mommy was busting her butt to take care of us, you know, all the time. So, you know, as far as that, that's kind of, I think that's where I got a lot of my looking at how you parented your children. You know what I'm saying? Your boys. I'm proud of Jalen. Number one, I am super proud. You know, I shed tears on that thing when he got married. I shed tears when he graduated college. I shed tears when he found out that he's having a child. Like, you know what I'm saying? I look at him and I'm like, look, I am so glad that he, gave to my daughter. So it's like, I know their relationship has rubbed off on her. And I'm like, that to me is huge. That's a product of your parenting. So I'm like, you know, I'm happy about that. So, you know, um, I, I guess I'm going to close on this because we're coming up on an hour, but I want to appreciate you taking out the time to, to spend with me and, um, you know, through the technical difficulties up until this point. So I do appreciate you. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to have you back on Bow Ties and Button Ups again because I think this conversation is just not, it's just way more involved and um, there's so much more. And you dropped some serious nuggets. By the way, my sister is a blogger. Um, she also has a few pod, well, one podcast called Ships and Giggles with her son. Ships as in, you know, like a sailing ship. I'm not saying, I'm not cursing. Ships and Giggles <laughs> it is an awesome podcast to listen to. Guys, please, if you listen to podcasts, Go ahead and find that on your favorite station and go ahead and cue it. Listen to it. Um, also, she's a blogger. So, le uh, Lemons, Lavender, what? Lemons and Lavender? Lavender. Mm -hmm. Lemons and Lavender. Um, and she drops some serious nuggets on there, too. Lemons and Lavender can be found on Facebook. And you can also find them on Instagram. So, uh, Lemons and Lavender. Okay, guys. Yeah. Make sure you follow her. If you're looking forward to some really good nuggets, the conversations I have with her son are so transparent and honest and seriously is there for you. 
It's it um it's it's pretty much what bow ties and button ups is all about, but it's the 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 mom and son version, <laughs> whereas yeah. mine is more so geared toward men. But you know, I kind of want to introduce um, a female perspective on this because it's important that, because they are part of our lives, men too. We um we have to listen to them, right? <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do. We do have to listen to women. <laughs> but. You know, whatever, whatever, you know, um, you guys are going through as far as your children are, just just love them and embrace them on um, whatever they're going through. You know what I'm saying? Be a little bit more um, transparent and honest with them. And, and that will allow them to be the same to you. There's a lot of things in the generation that have changed um, as far as, you know, we're talking about so much that's out there, right? Like we're talking about pansexuals and all this other type of stuff that's out there now because kids haven't, you know, they... They they early on they weren't accepted. So now we need to change the dialogue. We need to change the the, um, the dynamic of that. Let's be transparent about it. And if that's what they're going through, be um, just be be loving to them and be um, open and honest with them and talk to them. Um, that way they feel comfortable and safe, knowing that you were okay with their decision. So right. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, you know what I'm saying? I support. You know. I support anybody in, in being comfortable with themselves. And I know the harsh realities of, of this when growing up. I, I, I hear it all the time. Um, and even in one, with myself, I'm dealing, I'm still dealing with it. And I'm 45 this year. Yeah. Woo. The harsh realities of, you know, our conversations or not conversations we didn't have as, um, you know, as ch children. And let's change that. Let's change, let's change the perception. Let's change the perception of parenting and let's grow from this. So, Cher, thank you so much again for um, being on my show. Um, I love you incredibly. <laughs> and I will talk to you soon. Please stay on. Do not disconnect your camera. I'll be talking to you afterward. Guys, here's my outro. Thank you so much for tuning in. Peace. This is Bow Ties and Button Ups. Like, share, and follow. Like, share, and follow. It's on there. Like, share, and follow on YouTube and on Facebook. Let's do it. Woo!